We've been talking a lot about the impact, obviously, of COVID-19 on, among other things, restaurants and bars. And as America starts to reopen, and we're expecting things to, you know, turn that way soon here in the Coachella Valley, somebody who has spent some time here, splits his time between the Coachella Valley and his home in Cleveland, Ohio, where he is probably the most prolific restaurateur in that region. Yeah. Uh, it's a pleasure to welcome to our program chef and restaurateur Zach Brule. Zach, good morning and welcome. Thank you for being with us. It's afternoon here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're already in the lunch hour there. That's right. I'm sure yeah. you'd be plenty well, busy if uh, things were back to normal yet. So I, I was uh, talking with our mutual friend and uh, found out that you, first of all, had uh, some interesting observations in your trek from the Coachella Valley this past week back to Cleveland. Uh, and and it kind of makes one scratch their head and go, what is going on with uh, social distancing this close to this pandemic? Uh, sounds like you had an adventure getting home with American Airlines. Uh, stepping on a plane was a little <laughs> different, to say the least. Yeah. Okay? It's, and I, I, there's no direct flights to Cleveland, so I flew from Palm Springs to Chicago. The plane was half full they could have spaced it out a little better but it was all right i wasn't sitting directly next to somebody when i got off the plane in chicago i would say 40 percent of the people uh in the airport had face coverings on and the rest of the people didn't wow the people at uh, the people that were working at at the gates the american airlines people they didn't even have coverings on they didn't are you when i got on my no, I was shocked. Yeah. When I got on a plane to Cleveland, the, the next flight, it was filled. And they asked people to keep their distance, and they weren't at all. Hmm. Hmm. And it's something that I sort of expected, that it was not, it was not being taken as serious in the Midwest as it was in California. Did you consider telling them I'm not going to get on the plane? I thought about that, but I had to get back. I had a a meeting with uh, the people from the Cleveland Clinic who we're partnering with to come up with protocols for restaurants. And uh, they're, they're trying to help businesses reopen in the Cleveland region, Northeast Ohio region, and I'm pretty well connected at that hospital. And they asked, or I asked them if they could help me, and they said, we'd love to. Can you help us? So I walked into a meeting as soon as I got off the plane to go over our steps of service. Operating a restaurant under these circumstances, I realized we're right at the front. Yeah. It, it's, this is, we're not open yet. We're opening uh, this coming Friday. Uh, Ohio permitted the uh, restaurants to open last Friday if you had outdoor dining. I see. And you, just the outdoor dining. And it mm-hmm. was sort of what I expected. People didn't take it seriously, and it was as it was business as usual. It was almost looked like spring break, which was scary. Sure. As a 
as a restaurant owner and somebody who's concerned about these things and working with uh, people in the healthcare field on the front line uh, of trying to prevent any further infection, uh, are you going to make it a requirement that your guests must practice uh, some degree of uh, social distancing? And I mean, in a, in a oh, restaurant, definitely. it's one thing to say, okay, you got to wear a face covering in most businesses, but face covering, I'm, how I'm do you eat your food? I am requiring the staff to come in with a face mask right. Yeah, when they and they have to have it on before they come in. Then I'm taking temperatures as soon as they arrive. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the same thing for the customers, which really? is probably pretty extreme. But I think people, educated people, will appreciate it. Yeah. Well, one would, uh, one would hope. Right. And they would... They, they're going to have to keep it on, the mask on, until they get to their table. They can remove it at the table. Right. What, uh, what are you, the, how many seats the, do you have in, in uh, give me, I mean, you have seven restaurants uh, in the area. Okay, give me from, an example of, of what this. It could go from 110 seats to 250 seats, wow. depending on the venue. Normally? So we've been we've been cut down. Dramatically now, fortunately, fortunately, it's summer. T- it, it, we're approaching the summer season, right? So the weather has changed. So we have outdoor dining areas, right? So we get a little more flexibility that way. But if it was, if this was the fall or winter, we wouldn't. We'd be losing at least forty percent of our seating. I can't imagine, Zach, that this is going to be an easy road to hoe, uh, profitability-wise, if there's if that's even a well, word to uh, use right now. Uh, the, the next thing I was going to say is uh-huh. the goal is, during this period, is just to break even. Right, right, yeah. right. If we can break even, we've succeeded. Wow. Now, that's not how you want to have a business. That's not how you want to uh-huh. operate a business. But under these circumstances, if we can do that, we're, we've more than succeeded. Yeah, I have anywhere between, depending on the time of the year, 250 to 400 employees that I'm responsible for. Right, right, right. And fortunately, most of these people want to work. That's they great. Have, they take pride in their work. Yeah. And they want to come back. Now, that's another challenge because... The government's made it so easy for people not to want to come back to work. I see. Is In that- terms of the of giving the additional funds for uh, unemployment? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You know, and some of these people are doing real well. But, you know, under the circumstances, I'm old enough to – my parents experienced the Depression. And I believe, I hope that that doesn't happen. I really hope that that doesn't happen mm-hmm. as a result of this. But during the Depression, it was a privilege to have a job. Sure. Right. Sure. 
Do you get you know, the, do so, you, Zach? Do you get the um, the impression that that um, I, my impression is that it's a really small percentage of people who will really work this system because they might be doing as well, if not better, on unemployment. I, I, I get a feeling that most people are so damn bored they want to get back to work. Is that? What I, do you think? I, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I mean, people aren't used to just sitting. Right. in their house right <laughs> and that was part of the problem i mean around here in, in southern california the weather's great all the time especially in the coachella valley right mm. so you know here it's not great all the time like that and there you can get out every day if you want with a mask on but you can still get out here you know you some of these people are stuck in their homes because of the weather too. Well, Zach, you're also so, you're pretty aware of of the restaurant scene here and and the nature of our environment. That you know, it's three quarters of the year that people here can be really outside and enjoying uh, Mother Nature uh, without any challenges. And yet, we're going into the season when if you have outdoor dining, of course, it's which is not uncommon here, that you could accommodate more people. But now we're talking about a time of year when people may not want to sit outside in 110, 115 degree weather. So what as you're thinking about this and working with the, the world-renowned Cleveland Clinic on ideas about, you know, uh, safe ways to reopen and to operate a, a food service uh, business, what advice might you have for uh, restaurateurs here in the Coachella Valley who are facing the challenge of Mother Nature throwing the most extreme weather at them as the reopening season happens. Well, I was there when everything got shut down, yeah. and it was sad to see because it was it was in season. It was the it was the time of year where these restaurants make their money to pay for the slow part of the season in the summertime. Now. My my suggestion to restaurant owners is number one, two things. You got to be flexible, and if you're not flexible, you're not going to succeed. And you have to try to think out of the box and figure out a way to make it so that people will come. Now, at the, at, during this. In Cleveland, I know in the wintertime, people get cabin fever where they're stuck inside and they want to get out. And it is usually around February, it sets in and they start going out. It's, got, it's the same thing in the Coachella Valley. I mean, this is going to create that cabin fever. Yeah. So I believe people will go out. I can't they wait to get change, to a restaurant. <laughs> that, that they may change their dining habits. Maybe they'll come out a little later. Sure. When it starts cooling down. Right. I mean, because people start, it, it's a little different in Cleveland versus the Coachella Valley. It's like people are going out at 6 o'clock at night. Hey, I'm. I, at night is, I'd love to have late yeah. night dining here. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, everything I mean, closes at nine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because you know, eight o'clock is now eleven o'clock in in a major city. Right. Yeah. Right, right. So you know, people go to bed earlier, but maybe they want to change. And maybe people's habits is an opportunity to change people's habits. Sure. 
you have to think outside the box. Absolutely. Now, we're doing stuff that we're requiring, you know, face coverings for customers. We're taking, we're going to take their temperatures. Mm-hmm. So, so we're just, we're taking this, the, the protocols to the extreme to make people feel safe. Uh, fogging, ionization machines that are hooked up to the air conditioning systems. Uh, we're changing our whole steps of service uh, as far as waiting on tables. I mean, that's the hard part. Does this impact a kitchen? Yes. Not the way it impacts the service side of things. And to me, the most important part of the dining experience is the service side. And imagine waiting on tables, but you got a mask on. You can't, uh, you got to distance yourself. Uh, how do you serve people? That's the hard part. Yeah. And all of that has to be addressed and done properly and done responsibly. How will you serve people at those tables? Well, initially I thought that we would have to wear gloves, but people from the clinic told us that gloves aren't as safe as your bare hands as long as you're washing your hands constantly. Right. So, you know, we're getting hand sanitizers that servers can have on their on themselves all the time. Mm. Yep. So, you know, you you can wait on people. It's just going to be different. I mean, bread service. The bread's going to be placed on the table in a small paper bag. We're trying to do, still do things with some sort of panache. Yeah. Uh, that's what we do. But if, if we don't want to make it a completely sterile experience from the customer's viewpoint. Mm-hmm. We want them to come back and feel like, hey, this was different than it was before, which it's going to be, but still well worth the time spent. Well, we certainly wish you well, and uh, I'd love to be able to follow up with you maybe in a a few weeks and just hear how the experience has gone initially, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us this morning. We will all make it through this, just a matter of how long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Zach Brule, restaurateur in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, His restaurants, Parallax, uh, La Albatross, uh, Cowell and Hubbard, Alley Cat, uh, Oyster Bar, uh, Dynamite Burgers, Table 45, uh, Exploration, a lot of great restaurants. And we, uh, we look forward to coming back to Lake Erie and dining in style when, uh, when it's safe to travel again. We'll see you there or out, out in the desert. Yeah, by the way, you need to come once we get through this and open one of your restaurants yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> come on, Zach. It, well, you know, I thought about that, and then I came to my senses and realized... <laughs> The desert's my escape. Why ruin that? Of course. Of course. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. You bet. Thank you. You bet. Zach Brule joining us here on iHub Radio. What a good fellow.